The U.S. government is hours away from a shutdown, with Republicans in the House and Senate seemingly in disagreement about how to proceed. Speaker McCarthy is facing intense pressure from his caucus to cut spending, including for welfare programs and the war in Ukraine, and instead prioritize the likes of security at the southern border. Well, joining me now for more on this is Washington-based reporter Simon Mark. Simon, great to have you back on the show. Firstly, can you just explain to listeners around the world whose governments largely don't do this, what does a government shutdown involve? Yes, absolutely, Vincent. And and that's a very important point, because, of course, any government shutdown in the United States sends a dreadful message to the rest of the world about the state of governance here. And it looks like we are going to witness another one that will begin right after midnight on Sunday morning. And we'll immediately see uh, hundreds of thousands of federal workers all over the country and certainly here in Washington, D.C., furloughed. They'll be told to stay at home, not engage in any work. One a uh, government worker at the National Institutes of Health was telling me earlier in the week uh, that her bosses have ordered staff not even to look at email and sign on uh, to government computers once the shutdown begins. We're going to see many of the nation's national parks closed down. The uh, museums here in Washington, D.C. will be shut down. That's obviously going to have a knock-on impact for private sector business that relies on uh, tourist dollars here and elsewhere. We're going to see uh, the military remain on duty, uh, although members of the military uh, will uh, not be paid until the government shutdown uh, comes to an end. So there are uh, across-the-board impacts that could even include, depending on the length of the shutdown, the ability of America's poorest citizens uh, to carry on receiving food stamps. Those are uh, the government uh, essentially stamps, uh, cash payments uh, that America's poorest citizens are able to use uh, in supermarkets and grocery stores to buy uh, the basic products that they they need to sustain themselves. So this uh, has massive immediate impacts, particularly uh, in places where there are substantial numbers of federal government workers and federal government uh, projects, uh, and the impact will become uh, deeper and deeper the longer any shutdown goes on. We are just a year or so away now from uh, an election. Isn't this a really dangerous strategy for Republicans to be pursuing? Because you mentioned that, you know, not just the hundreds of thousands of federal workers who will uh, be out of work for some time and unpaid for some time. Obviously, people that are dependent on a number of these programs and just the general disruption to life. Isn't the blame going to land with them and they'll then get blowback at the election? Or do they think they can make capital out of this? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly what some Republicans are arguing. I mean, there are Republicans in the Senate and even some in the House of Representatives who are saying, hang on a second, this would be mad for us to do this because we would then have to fan out onto the campaign trail uh, ahead of next year's presidential and congressional elections and defend what we've done. But I think there's a couple of separate things taking place here. First of all, you have the died in the wool, make America great again, Trump-backed Republicans in the House of Representatives who say, Joe Biden's uh, budget request is simply way too big. We need to shred public spending. Uh, We need to uh, deny Ukraine any further assistance in its war against Russia. The money shouldn't be going there. It should, in fact, be being spent here at home. They argue that those messages are going to resonate with American voters, certainly in their particular more conservative congressional districts. But the other thing that's taking place here, and it's almost a bigger issue 
than, than the funding battle. And it's the battle for control of the Republican Party and control of the Speaker's gavel in the House of Representatives. Because Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, who has been unable to corral his own Republican caucus to get any kind of even temporary uh, spending bill passed through the House of Representatives, is looking increasingly likely to face leadership challenges and calls for him to stand down, possibly within a matter of days. So behind the scenes, there's intense politicking taking place uh, among Republicans, many of them loyal to Donald Trump, who fault Kevin McCarthy and in some cases who want to put themselves forward to replace him. And at the moment, are there any likely contenders to replace him? Because Kevin McCarthy only just about managed to get the job of Speaker and no one seemed particularly happy with that. Is there any other candidate that could replace him? Well, definitely keep your eye on Congressman Matt Gates uh, of Florida, a right-wing conservative who challenged Kevin McCarthy the last time there was a speaker's election. You'll remember that led to gridlock uh, on Capitol Hill. Vincent, 15 separate votes unprecedented in order to get Kevin McCarthy across the finishing line. And ever since that day, Matt Gates has viewed uh, himself as a speaker in waiting. And he has been going head to head very uh, publicly uh, among Republicans in criticising Kevin McCarthy and intimating that it's time for a change. So he definitely relishes the opportunity to throw his hat into the ring again. But even for the Republican Party, he is definitely a fringe figure. And forgive me if I'm wrong on this, but he is has been under serious investigations during his time in office. Uh, he has been under uh, investigations of a criminal nature, Vincent, but those uh, appear largely to have wrapped up uh, without any charges relating uh, to an investigation that took place into some aspects of his personal behaviour. Uh, and uh, over the last few months, he has definitely seemed freed from the sense uh, of impending legal jeopardy. And that's one of the reasons why we're seeing him really come to the fore. But you're absolutely right. He is a fringe figure in the Republican caucus uh, on Capitol Hill. The problem is that with such a slim Republican majority, Kevin McCarthy has largely failed to keep those fringe figures on side, and it's going to fall to someone else, possibly Matt Gates or another Republican, to find a way of forging enough unity and agreement in this highly uh, divided Republican caucus uh, to get a spending bill passed, and at some point, who knows when, to get the government reopened, assuming the shutdown begins. And finally, just briefly, Simon, President Biden made a rare direct attack on Trump last night at a memorial event for John McCain in Arizona. Is that a sign that his White House now definitely thinks it'll be a rerun of 2020? Yeah, I think it's a, an increasing sign that Joe Biden realises that this is going to be a rematch uh, and also a sign that Joe Biden wants the American public to understand that he's put it several times over the last few weeks, the threat to American democracy and American uh, civil peace and order uh, is not over. It didn't end on January the 6th, two years ago. He argues that Donald Trump is still a clear and present danger to the country and certainly with Donald Trump 40% ahead of his Republican rivals in the race to become the party's standard bearer in the November 2024 election. There are many analysts who increasingly believe this is going to be a rematch uh, and the stakes uh, are going to be extremely high. Simon Marks, thank you.